Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. On this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. We're in a really fun new series uh, called Naked and Healthy. We're talking about health in your body, mind, soul, and your marriage. It's based on a brand new book we have called Naked and Healthy, which you can find at nakedandhealthy.com. And we got a great topic in that vein today. But before we dive in, we're going to share a review. And we, again, we appreciate, we try to share one almost every episode. Thank you for leaving reviews on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you're watching or listening. Your reviews help other people discover the important content that we try to address here. And it also really encourages us. So thanks so much. That's right. And today's review is from Tan Tan. 333. And it's a five-star review. Thank you so much. And it says, must listen for any marriage. It says, my wife and I are struggling in our marriage right now. And this podcast has helped so much. Every single topic they speak about is spot on. Well, thank you so much. We're so glad that you find this podcast relevant and helpful to your marriage. And we just appreciate you taking the time to leave that review. That's right. And before I say, let's dive in, one quick announcement, and that is if you're not watching the, 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 the podcast, that's right. these are now yes. on YouTube, right? So you can go to YouTube and watch it as well. And we, in addition to that, also have a brand new YouTube channel, which you can find if you search for Dave and Ashley Willis and you do some clicking around. Uh, it's part of the XO Podcast Network. Right. And so we've got a lot of content that we're putting on there. But for today, we've got an important topic about food. Mm-hmm. So grab a snack and let's dive in. We're talking about a hot button issue in our household and most households. <laughs> and that is the issue of food because yes. it's, it's a daily part of life, right? I mean, it's, you got to eat it to live and it can be a, it can be a source of great joy and pleasure and connection. You know, so much of the Bible is around meals and feasts and hanging out, but food can also be a tension point, especially yeah. when, you know, you're trying to get healthy or you have different food preferences and you're trying to figure out a meal plan together. And then I've always had a sweet tooth, you know, we've, you know, there's, you know, there's never been, there's never been someone else come into our marriage in any kind of inappropriate way. But there was a long period of time where I would say there was another woman in our marriage. I know who this woman is too. And her name was Little Debbie. Little Debbie. (laughs) And she (laughs) stole my heart. And um, specifically the oatmeal cream pie version of Little Debbie. I literally kept our relationship in the closet. Uh, (laughs) I would sneak into the pantry and have an oatmeal cream pie. But when they came out with a double-decker oatmeal cream pies, then oh, it man. was... It's like a Big Mac of it was, yeah. oatmeal cream pie goodness. It was too much. No, I've, I've, I've always had a bad sweet tooth. And, uh, you know, still something I'm working on. You got to find balance there. 
I've had a bad sweet tooth as well. And anybody from Kentucky will know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to have to describe what they are for other people. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. All right. So uh, I love sweets too. And I, being from Kentucky, we are the the place where bourbon was invented. And so they make everything with bourbon. There's bourbon chicken, there's bourbon sauces, and there are bourbon sweets. And there's something specific that's like a bonbon, like a truffle kind of chocolate called uh, a bourbon ball is what we right. call it's them. Right, it's a confection. It's a confectionary treat where it's a- uh, it's it's Dark like, chocolate. Right, with this- uh, With a walnut on top. That's right, yeah. And then there's like a- bourbon cream feel, filling. And so there's no actual alcohol in it, but it has that that kind of rich taste of bourbon mixed with chocolate and it's really good. And I don't think I ever even tried a bourbon ball till I was like in my 20s. And then once I tried it, I was hooked. And so my in-laws are like the sweetest people. But whenever, we've lived away from Kentucky for many years now, but whenever they visit, they bring me bourbon balls. And every time I'm like, part of me is so excited, but part of me is like horrified because they're no. so, I cannot say no to them. And it's so bad that I've, I've done some crazy things. Do you so, want to tell them what I did? This is the bourbon balls are the one area where Ashley has no restraint. She's like the most disciplined person I know. But when she gets around these bourbon balls, she cannot control herself. And she will, she'll mow down like rows of those things. I have to like give myself and so, a certain number a day. And so she'll tell me things like this. She'll say, okay, this is what I want you to do. She <laughs> said, I want you to give me four of them. And then I want you to take the box and hide it. And then <laughs> I'm going to ask you where it is. This is so terrible. And you can't tell me. And so this is putting a husband in a lose-lose situation. In a terrible situation. So like I'm saying, just so I'm, you're clear, you want me to hide the box and you want to make sure that I don't tell you. And you're like, yes. So so there was one time, and I think she told me this thinking that if she really wanted him, she could figure out wherever I hid it, and so it wouldn't be an issue. I think that's what you were thinking. It's so bad. So so I gave her the four that she asked for, her daily allotment. Yes. I, not that I gave her. I was I not the one on rationing myself. her. I was helping facilitate. <laughs> so I gave her the four she asked for, and then I went and hid the box. Very effectively, I might add, because later that night... Like a junkie, she started going through the house, <laughs> so digging through stuff, looking for these. Like I heard, where, where are they? Where well, can you he heard hit cabinet them? shutting yeah, and drawers like opening, ruffling of drawers, and and then she woke me up. She came into the room <laughs> and woke me up and said, hm, "I was, I was just, uh, I just thought, you know, maybe I would just have a few more bourbon balls. So, uh, so, could you tell me where the box is?" And I was like, "Oh, hey, sweetie, um, yeah, well, you know, you." You told me, if you remember, you said, give me these four now and then I want you to hide the box and until tomorrow, do not tell me where the box is. And so she goes, yeah, I know, but I just want, I just want a couple more. And I'm like, and you also said that you would ask for a couple more and your specific instructions were for me to say, no, you won't. And you go like, I know, but really seriously, I want the box. And then I started just laughing and you were like, I know it is funny. Where's the box? Like, Tell it was like, it I is. think your voice dropped like three <laughs> octaves. It was an exorcism <laughs> moment. And I just I laughed uncontrollably because you love those bourbon balls. And so I told you, of course, <sighs> where they were. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I think you ate more, threw them away. I threw, and then this is so bad, you guys. Threw them away. Then, <laughs> Dug the box out of the trash the next day, and said they're still good. It was there wasn't that much stuff on it, and continued. It's terrible. My sister in law Erin still never so, lets me forget. So this we story. we have a lot of fun. She with loves that one. So we laugh just to say like we're talking about these things about health and food and all this stuff. 
we are not doing it as people who have like <laughs> perfect discipline and we have never our things we like to like yeah i just there, there was like a we just had like a staff potluck and there were all these desserts brought in and i just had no restraint i mean i'm i'm practically in a diabetic coma right now in fact i can't be held responsible for anything i say on this episode because <laughs> you're sugar high i'm only halfway conscious i'm like i've got so much sugar in my system okay Back to the back to the meal planning stuff. So food, though, is an important part of your marriage. It's an important part of your life, and yes. this is an area again to kind of like you know recap before we 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 land the plane and, and start moving forward. Like so many couples, I see this all the time, and we've even in some ways even felt some of this tension in our marriage. Will let this issue of food when one of them has a very specific idea of what the food plan for both of them should yes. be. And then the other one's like, no, you, you're not going to control what I eat. I'm not a child. And and so there's this tension right. of what do we do together? What do we do separately? What's that rhythm where we can both support each other in health, but at the same time, give each other freedom for our own personal tastes and, and move forward together and have some kind of a meal plan because we're going to be eating, hopefully, most of our meals together. Yeah. So what does that look like? Absolutely. And you know... I, I'm thinking of a couple specifically that we've kind of counseled throughout the years. And, you know, for a long part of their marriage, the wife really liked to control what her husband ate. And in her mind, she was like, I'm helping him because I'm better at this. I mean, I know that's what she was thinking is, I, I'm i better at managing food. I'm clearly in better shape than my husband. I need to help him. But he took it as I'm not good enough. Yeah, and for years, yeah. it, like this one issue of food was like this huge issue between them. And I will say, I feel like it went on for like probably at least five years. And one day, you know, it was, I mean, he was, and he was really kind of trying to go along with it to appease her and to show like, hey, I'm trying here. But one day I think it just came to a head and he told her, he's like, listen, I just feel like it's like you're my mom trying to manage my diet and I'm a grown man. Well, and in, in that situation, she would like, grill him on what what did you eat today oh, yeah. when we were apart what, what did you have for lunch like like he had he had no f- freedom he felt like with this right. area and he felt like her her love and, and acceptance was somehow conditional on right. what he was eating and if it was lining up with her thing and and it really created resentment and tension right. because when he didn't measure up to that she felt like well you're disrespecting your health and me by being unhealthy and he felt right. like you're disrespecting me by trying to control what i eat which is just a very right. bizarre thing to try to control for another person, another grown person especially. So sorry yes. to interrupt, but- No, that, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a huge issue. And I think that finally they've come to terms with that and and that she she's very controlling of her own food, almost too much, you know, and has dealt with some eating disorders in the past. And I think that she kind of put that on him because she's like, well, I want to help you lose a little bit of weight. And uh, and now, you know, they've just kind of worked through that. And it took counseling, I mean, for this couple, because this one issue, and it, it led into some other issues too, into some fights too, and not fighting in a healthy way. But once they got a grip on, you know, realizing like, hey, I can't control what my spouse eats. Like I need to encourage them to be the healthiest version of themselves, but I can't be over here having them list off what they ate that day or nitpicking, you know, their food plan or whatever. We need to be able to support each other. And, you know, some of you listening to this are like, but my spouse does need to lose weight and my spouse isn't healthy. And some of their habits are really, you know, detrimental to them. And I really, I want them to be the best version of themselves, but I also want them to be here, physically here and not die young because of their poor choices. I understand that. And and we should have concern, but I'm just telling you that the way to get your spouse to wake up is not to nitpick them. The way to get them to, to realize maybe they could be healthier is to come alongside them and say, yeah. you know what, I'm going to get this healthy 
cooking, you know, cookbook and try some of these recipes and see what we like. And, or let's, let's check out this, this new place that, you know, there's a lot of places that are, are uh, restaurants that are being built that happen to be kind of centered more around really good tasting, healthy food. Go do that. Start walking together, start doing things a little differently. And then you're not really pointing fingers, but you're coming alongside them because we want to be partners in this. And I know, you know, years ago, I think it was after... I had, I guess our second child, I really got serious about just being healthier with my eating and with my exercise. And I decided to join Weight Watchers. And, you know, Dave wanted to get healthier too, but I didn't ask him to join Weight Watchers with me. But what I did do is I wanted to start making healthier meals for our family. And Dave, you know, he supported me in that. And I would put some other things in there to kind of not, it's not, the beauty of Weight Watchers, and this is not a Weight Watchers commercial, but the beauty of it is you use real food. You don't have to buy their products. You can make a wide variety of foods. And he actually ended up liking them. And the ones they didn't like, I wouldn't make so much right, anymore. No, some of it was good. Now, the one thing I didn't like about Weight Watchers, which I think now they don't even call Weight Watchers. It's WW. Like WW, which yeah. is just kind confusing of Oprah. You're <laughs> confusing people. Just call it what it is. Um, but it's a point system. Like everything has so it many is, points, yeah. right? And then you get so many points a day based on your- And your, you earn activity points. Right. And so yes. like I'd be eating something and Ashley would just She'd come in meaning well, but really it was just a killer of joy. I was I'd be eating, well. spy, you know, ice cream or whatever, and she'd be like, "Do you have any idea how many points are in that thing?" And I would just be like, "You are a thief of joy." Or I would and say, "Hey, guess how many points are in I that?" And I would say, "I don't want to guess." You know, I want to go to Dunkin' Donuts and get one donut. No, I will never forget this. Like I, I remember I decided to get like a donut at Dunkin'. I, I'm not even a donut person. That's not my sweet Everyone's choice. a donut person if they're honest. Oh man, I'm not. Well, they had like pumpkin donuts and I said, you know what? I've been really good this week. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get a pumpkin donut. Well, I happened to, cause I, I have the, on the app for Weight Watchers. I still manage my points. I don't always get to go to meetings or anything, but I manage my points. And I just happened to look it up. Y'all, it was 11 points. I get 23 points in a day. I was so mad. She was like grieving was the so rest mad. of the day. <laughs> Grieving. Why? I was like, it that was, wasn't even that good. It was that I good. Had, I could have had three bourbon balls for this. <laughs> three, right. <laughs> Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier, and junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive, 
That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. You got to support each other. Like, you know, for me, um, my cholesterol is high. He just found this out, guys. No, I didn't just find this out. Well, you just got tested recently. No, I've my. It's always been high. It like just genetically, like the the last several years ago, it was high. And then they said, well, if you want it to not be high, you've got to do these other things. And the things they said it sounded like death, right? You well, just don't eat, you know, sweets and fried foods and meat. And I'm like, just shoot me now. Like I would rather just die young than live how you're describing. So they were like, well, what? I'm like, what else can I do? And they're like, well, some things you could do. <laughs> to just see if it would come down more naturally is you could take a fiber supplement, right? You could take fiber daily. And there are these powdered fibers, like old people stuff, I call it. So that's the that's the season of life I'm in now. I'm in the old people stuff, Metamucil, that sort of thing. And you just pour some of this in your drink and you drink it and it gets fiber and it helps you digest stuff and it helps with, with, uh, with uh, your cholesterol. I'm like, oh, that sounds easy enough. So I start taking this fiber. Now the unintended consequence of this fiber is that it was working so well through my digestive system that I started, this is maybe too much information for this, you guys, this is but, probably but your family, but it gave me like constant gas, okay? And which didn't bother me at all, but it- I mean, it is fiber. But. It is fiber, it's, it's natural. But <laughs> Ashley was like, this is terrible. Like if- I just said, I think it's a little much. If taking the fiber is gonna make you this way and make our house smell this way, like- <laughs> <laughs> maybe you, maybe dying young isn't that bad. I don't think I you never actually that. said that. I just so, said there has to be there another has to way. Be another way. So I, partly just out of my own being nice, and partly because it was forbidden by Ashley. It wasn't forbidden. <laughs> I just said, I have you researched the, this? I stopped getting the fiber, and you know, I've tried to make other adjustments, like in terms of what I'm eating and looking at what's high in cholesterol, and trying to you know, eat more egg whites instead of regular eggs, even though the yolk is the best part, let's be honest. It's just, I'm I'm kind of getting to that point in life where if it tastes good, I'm supposed to spit it out, I feel like. But <laughs> but we we work on it together. And we, 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 we work on it together and we try to find rhythms that work for us both where we support support us both. Ashley doesn't have high cholesterol. She never has. She I doesn't have that so. genetic I probably should get checked, predisposition. But. And she also has, you know, is has just been healthier in her diet than I have. Diet is an area where, like I'm, I'm disciplined in some areas of my life, but food, I've is the one area of my life. Well, may, there are others too, but one of the main areas of my life where I've always struggled to be disciplined. Um, I just fall into to bad habits pretty quickly, and and Ashley has been a real leader in our household in maintaining discipline in that area, and it's something that that I want to follow. But at the same time want to be able to live and enjoy life yeah. and enjoy food. And we do together, you know, we, some of our best memories are around good food that isn't all that healthy. And so just finding that balance and finding that rhythm. And so sweetie, kind of bringing this into the, you know, the main topic before we wrap up, which is about kind of 
meal planning. You know, yes. we, we've, we've kind of established we have different preferences, different tastes, there are health concerns. Uh, there are a lot of different factors to consider for us to live at our best, optimal health, right. but at the same time, enjoy life and find things that work together. And so when you're planning and preparing meals, and maybe for your January resolutions right now, we're still still in the month of January. If you're listening to this new, we're trying to, for the whole year and beyond, create rhythms at home where food is tasty and affordable and delicious and is not going to make our cholesterol right. go through the roof. And so what are some life hacks yeah. that these couples can do where food won't be a tension point like it really is? It really is for some couples. It really is. It, it, this issue, and we see it, and we don't, this isn't something that's talked about a lot, but I, I see couples argue and have tension around this issue of, of food. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it, it's something that needs to be talked about. So I'm glad that, that as part of this Naked and Healthy series where we are addressing it. Well, absolutely, because, you know, one, again, might be really trying to get serious about watching their calories and really trying to lose weight, and they feel like it's finally working, but then, you know, their their spouse is planning all these, these food, you know, these parties where there's these amazing, you know, trays of food, yeah. and they're like, it's so hard to say no. And I think that can cause a lot of friction, and they feel like their spouse is sabotaging them, but they're not. Their spouse is just like, I want to enjoy life. I just want to celebrate. And so really what it boils down to is balance. It's all about balance. And so some life hacks I would tell you is look at your calendar and really maybe take it week by week. I know for me, looking at it weekly really helps and say like, you know, is there any part of the week, maybe it's a date night, maybe it's a small group night where you share a meal together, you know, whatever it is where you're going to maybe be prone to having a, a higher calorie meal, then go ahead and kind of mark that and know that's coming up. And then the rest of the days of the week, try to really stick to a leaner meal plan where you're still enjoying yourself. You're not, you know, again, don't be too stringent to where you're gonna just fall off fall off of the plan and not really follow it. You know, just eat healthier. Generally try to eat less carbs, try to eat more protein. You know, I'm of the belief that, you know, I know there's certain diet restrictions some people have, but for most people who do not have like a gluten allergy or anything like that, it's better to have a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and carbs and like the good kind of carbs and protein. It's good to have a balanced diet. But you know, what we found and, and what all these, these amazing dietitians have found is when you eat a little less carbs and a little more protein, you're gonna burn more fat and your metabolism really kicks into high gear. And so if you can look at your calendar and see that like, okay, these two days this week are gonna kind of be my days where I give myself more leeway, you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy that and then you're gonna be much more likely to stick to kind of your plan that you come up with either individually or together on the other days. And that way you're, you're realizing that there's this ebb and flow. There's this, this room to enjoy food, but also letting food really work to your benefit and eating those, those better foods for you. Because honestly, guys, whenever I'm eating healthier and not, not getting those bourbon balls right, I feel, I feel so much better with less sugar in my diet. I feel so much better drinking more water. Like when I truly try to get those six to eight glasses of water a day, I feel so much better. When I stop eating earlier and not snack at night, I feel so much better. You know, one life hack that we've really done more recently is intermittent fasting. There's a lot of books on this um, and there's a lot of different ways you can do this. But I try to kind of adopt the simple way of doing this. I usually try to four to five days a week, I try to stop eating by 6 p.m. 
And then I don't eat until around 9 a.m. the next day. And what you're basically trying to do is stretch out the time between when you stop eating and when you start eating. So you're giving yourself a, a fasting time. And then I've also heard many dietitians say that it's good to stop eating. If you're not doing intermittent, intermittent fasting, a good rule of thumb is to stop eating two hours prior to going to bed because it does something for your metabolism and it allows your body while you're sleeping to burn, to kind of, it gets that furnace of your metabolism going and you're gonna burn more fat and just be all around healthier and feel better in the morning and actually be hungry for breakfast. And so, you know, those are some little things we do. As far as like cooking, uh, I remember years ago, I was part of MOPS, the Mothers of Preschoolers group. And um, we had a lady come in who kind of taught us some hacks for making healthy meals when you don't have a lot of time. And I remember one thing that I thought was so cool, and for a short time we did this, is if you go ahead and make kind of weekly your protein ahead of time, uh, it, it really helps. And what you can do is like, if you like beef or if you like chicken, you know, go ahead and get some ground beef, cook it up and just make it with salt and pepper and then freeze it. And then as you go through your week, you can have that for tacos, you can have that for spaghetti, you can have that for... I mean, all kinds of different meals. You can do the same thing with chicken, whether ground or, you know, slices of chicken. And you have that already just with salt and pepper and you can add the seasoning to make it fit for different meals throughout the week. And that way you're not just like, I have nothing to cook. You know, one of my favorite breakfast items that is super low calorie for doing Weight Watchers, it literally is one point, which I just love because again, I get like 23 points a day. It's, um, I call them egg muffins and my kids love them. And the reason I call them muffins is because I make them in a muffin pan. And all it is, is you take, I do a, baker's dozen, so 13 eggs. You whip those up like you're doing scrambled eggs. And then you add salt and pepper. And what I like to add is feta cheese. Okay. So you go ahead and you take about a quarter of a cup and you put it into, you know, your, your 12, uh, like a muffin pan with 12, you know, making 12 muffins. You kind of scoop that in there with a quarter cup and then you add your feta as you'd like. And you can add veggies to this. You can add pep sauteed peppers. You can add onions. You can add anything you'd like to put in there, even spinach. And you bake that at 350 for about 18 minutes. And you can eat that throughout the week. And they are very filling and they're very healthy. And the whole family likes them. Like my kids like them. And it's really, it's pretty cheap to make too. So those are some of my favorite little hacks when it comes to meal planning. Yeah, and they're, they they really are tasty. Yeah, and the more you can add sauces to them if you want. We found that like getting a lot of protein really does curb the appetite. We've been buying protein shakes at Costco or wherever, yeah. and just having one of those as a premier snack. protein shakes. Yeah, yeah, they are. No, none of these people sponsor the podcast. We're by just the telling way. you what works for like, us. But yeah. if you work at Premier Protein and you'd like to be a sponsor on the Naked Marriage podcast, <laughs> please write us. Or Costco. Or, or Costco. <laughs> yeah, we 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 do. Uh, we we spend a lot of time at Costco, which is another old guy thing to do. Like whenever I'm there, I, I just love like Costco. me and the old people. We so I'm one of the old people now. Is what I'm Sweetie. realizing. High cholesterol, and I shop at he Costco. Just, the reason I was saying the, he just had a blood test, and that show, he's trying to measure his levels, and so it's very much on the brain. I wanted to add one more thing about the meal planning hacks: is whenever you can add fruits and vegetables, because yeah. what you'll find is that it fills you up, but it's also giving you all those good vitamins that you need, and it's just it's just a lot healthier. You're going to feel better. You literally will feel better. You know, it's great to take vitamins, but like any doctor will tell you, it's better when you can actually eat your vitamins, like when you get that broccoli. And, and I will tell you this too: I truly believe that most vegetables, when you roast them in the oven, taste amazing. Yeah. You just put some salt and pepper and olive oil on there, like any peppers, broccoli, carrots, green beans. I mean, we, we do it asparagus all the time. That really fills us up. It's a, they, It makes them taste better, I feel like. I like them steamed too, but I feel like roasting is where it's at. It is. There's still no Little Debbie, but it's better. Yes. <laughs> that was good stuff, guys. For more, on, for more on this, check out our brand new book, Naked and Healthy. 
You can find that at nakedandhealthy.com. I'm really excited about this book. It's not just physical health. It's not just food, but it's really about health in all parts of your holistic. life. Holistic. It's holistic. There's a whole section on physical health, a whole section on your mental health, whole section on your spiritual health. Mm-hmm. And throughout the whole book, health in your marriage is interwoven throughout. So I'm really excited about just the, the practical aspects of how the principles in this book could help you and your spouse grow in your individual health and your health as a couple as well. Yes. But this time of the podcast, it's time to transition to the Q&A. Thank you for those who send us questions at nakedmarriagepodcast.com. Those are the ones that get answered on the air. You can also find us uh, on social media, though, uh, for questions off the air. Uh, You can find us on Instagram at Dave and Ashley Willis, or just look up the word marriage on Facebook, and we should pop up there. Today's question says this, I have been married for four years and have baby number three on the way. Congratulations. There were many red flags for my husband uh, pre-marriage, but he loves God and serves in the church. So I believed the silly notion that everything would work out once we were married. I was wrong. He still smokes and drinks, which has caused havoc on our marriage and finances. He promises to change every time we talk about it, but so far nothing has changed. I am miserable and just want to pack my bags and walk away because it feels like the grass would be so much greener and more peaceful on the other side. How do I keep fighting when I don't want to anymore? Mm-hmm. Well, this it's a it's a great question. Um, and congratulations on on your baby, and that's an exciting time. But I know that when you don't feel safe for whatever reason in your marriage, whether it's safe, you know, physically, financially, or safe in terms of can I trust the the judgment decisions that my husband is making, it can make that time of pregnancy or just life in general more stressful. Um, again, like all these questions are, you know, they're very nuanced, and us not knowing you or your husband or the whole context of the situation, it's hard to answer. Uh, completely, completely holistically on right. on this. But one thing I would say is that, you know, focus focus on some things that your husband is is doing well, that he is doing right. You know, if 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 we only focus on the things that our spouse is doing that seems unhealthy or that we don't like, then that's all we're going to notice. Yeah. And right now for you, it's this issue of he's, he smokes and he drinks. And so, if you're only thinking he smokes and he drinks, he smokes and he drinks, then you might not see some of these really good things that he's doing. Like, well, is is he a good dad? Is he a good provider? Is he is he encouraging to you? Is he tender with you? Is he compassionate with you? What are those things that you can praise? Because when we focus on the negative, what happens is it, it puts a negative tone in our words toward our spouse. And maybe that's all he's feeling right now. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just, you know, I'm being judged. I'm not, my marriage isn't a safe place for me because I'm always being criticized. You're feeling like my marriage isn't a safe place for me because, you know, he's being irresponsible with his health and with our finances to pursue these other things. Right. So I think for both of you to kind of just put the smoking and drinking issue aside for a moment and say, let's come back together and remind ourselves of what, what drew us to each other in the first place and start right. celebrating the good in this relationship and remind ourselves we're a team and that we love each other and we're for each other and then build a plan moving forward where we do have some individual freedoms. We might both, you know, do do some things that the other one doesn't necessarily like, whether it's playing video games. Some people write in and say, oh, my husband plays video games. Right. I wish I wish he would just smoke. That'd be less annoying than him <laughs> playing video games. I don't want to get too far off track, but I think having a more positive mindset is a starting point. That's not to just put your head in the sand about these other issues, but just to start by saying, how do I encourage my husband and what he's doing right, right, instead of always being quick to point out what I feel like he's doing wrong. And I yeah. think that could be a good starting point. 
Absolutely. Because, you know, the more he knows that you are for him and you're not against him, the better. Because I do think that smoking and drinking is definitely something to address because not only is it unhealthy, and I believe that this is not like him just having a beer. It sounds like he's spending a lot of money on smoking and drinking and it's affecting their finances and probably his behavior because she used the word havoc. And so I feel like, you know, maybe he's angry or he's maybe out of control and not necessarily treating her right when he is smoking and sure. drinking. And that's and a so whole that's different a real issue. issue. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to make light of this at Absolutely. all because I can tell that she's hurting and she's fed up and and probably rightfully so. You know, I understand that that you feel like you're just kind of like, how, you know, I've told you how I feel about this. Why do you keep doing this? So I do think what Dave is saying is right. If you could just encourage him in what he's doing right. And then as you, you know, kind of see him realizing that you are for him, that's when you can just level with him and say, listen, not only is this, you know, you're taking money and doing these things that ultimately are harming you and harming our marriage, but it just, it, I feel like you're not you when you do this. And yeah. I, I miss you. Like, I miss you. And I love how you are when you are going to church and you are serving in the church. And I love that you're a godly man, but I feel like that that really the enemy is gonna use this ultimately and try, is trying to use this to bring separation to us and our family and to bring chaos to our family. And I wanna have peace. And, you know, I want to help you. How can I help you? When you come from that position of, you know, what can I do to help you? Is there anything I, I'm doing or not doing that is is causing you to want to go smoke and drink? And I'm not saying that there is anything legitimate that would cause that, but, but maybe it would open that door for him to express how he's feeling. Maybe he's having stress at work and this is how he's coping in an unhealthy way. Or, or maybe there's something really that he hasn't told you that's kind of going on in his mind and heart that he needs to really get off his chest. And that way it'll really get you guys to open up and have that naked marriage we talk about. And I know these are hard things and this is, you know, there's a lot more layers to this than we can answer in just a, a short amount of time. So I would encourage you also to maybe contact one of our marriage coaches. And you can do that by going to xomarriage.com slash coaches. They're amazing. Even if he's not ready to talk to them yet, you can talk to them by yourself. And I just think that they could give you a lot of encouragement. They could pray for you and they could also help you to come up with some good next steps. But just know that we're going to be praying for you and for your husband. And we really appreciate your vulnerability in writing this question. Yeah, great question. And if if you feel that your husband is really crossed over from this just being kind of a habit that's a, that's a nuisance to being an outright addiction, mm-hmm. uh, or if you're listening to this wherever you are and you or your spouse is dealing with addiction, I encourage you to go back and listen uh, to the episode that aired uh, just a couple months ago where we interviewed Dr. Jack D. Bruckert, who's mm-hmm. uh, an addiction specialist and counselor, and he had some great insights on how to break free from addiction and also how to help a spouse who is who was caught in addiction. Right. And so check that out as a resource. Again, the coaches that Ashley mentioned um, are, oh, as well would be another, another great resource. But thank you for that important question. Thank you for listening to this episode. And we will look forward to seeing you next time on the Naked Marriage Podcast.